This is CES Tech Talk. I'm James Kotecki, bringing you an interview that I recorded live at the C-Space studio at CES 2023. Enjoy. This is the C-Space studio right here at CES 2023. I'm your host, James Kotecki, bringing you amazing live conversations all day and tomorrow. And right now, we're talking with Kathy Hackle, founder and chief metaverse officer at Journey. Welcome to the show. Excited to be here. So a lot to unpack in that title. Let's start with Journey. What is Journey? So Journey is a new design and innovation consultancy. We work, we work to kind of merge the physical and the virtual worlds together. Mm. So we do both work in the physical space, for example, TSX Entertainment, which is the first Web3 building, mm. but we also do a lot of work in the virtual space. Uh, for example, we created the two Roblox worlds that Walmart launched last year. Fantastic. So, what yeah. does it mean to be a Web3 building? Uh, well, I think we're still trying to define that because it's the world's first, so. Well, does it exist or is it in the design phase now or what does that mean? It's in the design phase, yeah. Okay, so give me, uh, what, what, if I walk into the building, what will my experience be? So my, really my forte is not necessarily the physical side. Oh, you're, you're, I'm more on the virtual side. Because you're the chief side. metaverse so officer. gaming and metaverse all you want. Well, let's talk about that. So, uh, what, so I've, I think you probably have to do this in a lot of conversations you have, mm -hmm. I imagine, but let's just get your definition. What is the metaverse? All right, so I'll start by telling you there's a lot of hype around it. Yes. Right, so the metaverse is not one single technology mm -hmm. and it's not one single company. Mm -hmm. Right, so if people would understand that it's not VR and it's not mm -hmm. one single company. Yeah. Um, so the metaverse, you have to look at it as a, you know, the next iteration of the internet. So a more immersive 3D version of the internet, a further conversions of physical and digital. Um, it's about shared, virtual shared experiences that happen, yes, in virtual mm -hmm. spaces. That could be in VR, it could be in gaming, but eventually will happen in the physical world as well. Got so it. it's it's this kind of like it's where we're heading with the internet. Hmm. Um, I mean, we're all still trying to define it. That's the thing. We're all building it. Yeah. People think it's already here, and the reality is like, no, it's going to take you know five, ten, yeah. even more years to get there. Do you like the term metaverse? I mean, it's obviously in your title, but do you find it's it's most it's more useful than it is confusing, or are there both? Right. I, I'm of two minds. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of skepticism, and rightfully so, right? Because it's a it's an interesting term. It comes from sci-fi, like yeah. Neil Stevenson, Snow Crash. Um, but, you know, obviously a big company changing their name to Meta, that impacts what people think of the yes. word. Um, you know, in, my, in reality, do I think we're going to call it Metaverse in 10 years? I don't think so, right? We don't say I'm going to go to the inter you know, Internet Superhighway anymore. Or anything. I don't go to the Cyber Cafe. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, you know, I think we're trying to describe what the future of the Internet means, and that's the word we're using right yeah. now. Um, but, you know, I think we're all trying to make sense of it. I think my biggest thing is for people to understand it's not here yet. And then I'm not really interested in, in defining it as much mm. as helping to build it. Yeah. Right? Well, let's talk about some of those specific yeah. examples of, of things that actually you know, do exist and maybe yeah. they don't represent the metaverse per se, but they point the way, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the Roblox experiences. And for those uh, who don't know, um, my, my eight-year-old son watching, he certainly knows what it's all about. <laughs> Roblox, super popular. Um, it's this virtual world where you can go and you can uh, play games, you can create your own games, you can have experiences, create experiences. Um, describe to me, if I pull up yeah. Roblox and, my, and, and I'm navigating through that and I'm at the Walmart experience, what am I experiencing? 
so you're experiencing Walmart in a completely different way, right? It's not the type, typical physical Walmart you go to. It's a gaming, uh, gaming version of Walmart, okay. right? So there's different aisles. There's an entertainment aisle and there's a fashion aisle. Uh, for example, back in October, we hosted a virtual concert series mm. inside what's called Electric Aisle, right? Uh -huh. um, so yeah, it's, like, it's about experiencing the brand in different ways and engaging with new audiences, right? Because this is how I feel about it. I feel like gaming is the new mall. Right, mm. the teenagers used to go to the mall. You know, when when we were growing up, probably yeah. went to the mall. Um, I think gaming is the new mall. So that these younger generations, I wouldn't even say it's like Gen Z, but more Gen Alpha. Yeah, which is you know twelve year olds and, and still mm -hmm. being born. So our right. kid, my kids are Gen Alpha as well. Yeah, they're all in these gaming spaces. They're socializing. They're building. For example, a lot of them develop and build their own experiences. Roblox allows you to do that. Um, so yeah, it's it's this moment of creation that's happening. That's where they're socializing. But, this is their new mall, this is their new social network. Um, and a lot of us, you know, parents, we spend a lot of money yeah. on these platforms, right? Uh, my kids, for example, for the holidays, they didn't want cash. Like, they were like, I want Roblox gift cards. Yes. So. Um, and so, <laughs> what, uh, how long has this Walmart activation existed? Mm -hmm. What have you learned through that experience? Yeah, it's gotten, I mean, I haven't checked lately, but it's gotten more than 7 million visits. Mm. And it's been really, you know, people have been really engaged. Um, for, for example, for, for the holidays, we kind of refreshed it and included snow and, okay. and did a few things. Um, so it's been, it's been around since September. We launched two experiences. Uh, Walmart Land and then Universe of Play, both at the same time in Roblox for Walmart, and they're still, you know, uh, they're still active and open, and and it's just it's really exciting to see like the younger generation and gamers and players engage with you know with brands in totally different ways. And what do you think is so compelling about visiting a brand that I know in real life? in the virtual world, because obviously yeah. in the virtual world, I could be visiting a castle and mm -hmm. fighting a dragon. I, you, could, you could imagine any kind of thing you want. Why does it work? Obviously it works, but why does it work to have something that's kind of like an everyday thing that I go to Walmart, but in this fantastical world? Why do I, you know, you know, someone might yeah. look at that and think, why do I want to go to Walmart when I'm you know, playing a game, right? <laughs> but obviously they do. I'm just curious why. Well, I think it's about the experience. Yeah. And I think for a lot of these brands that are going into these gaming spaces, it's about engaging with these new, you know, with the consumers, not consumers, I don't like that word, with the, the audiences of the future, yeah. right? The people that are going to make those decisions, they're going to ask their parents to buy something, or that eventually are going to be the ones buying mm -hmm. there, right? So it's about engaging with them. Um, I was listening to someone speak yesterday, and they were like, you know, if you're not in these platforms right now as a brand, you might not be relevant in five to ten years right. because those consumers are going to be like, I've never heard of this brand. So I think there's something really interesting there. I also think that the younger generation, they're in these spaces socializing, creating, building their houses, you know, yeah. fitting their avatars. You almost have to think about, and I make this, this idea and this concept of direct to avatar becoming the next direct to consumer, right? Where you're starting to see mm. like what they're putting on their avatars, how they're outfitting themselves. It's impacting. Um, I do a lot of work in the fashion space, and I'll give you an example. I, I wholeheartedly believe that the world's next Coco Chanel is probably a 10-year-old girl in Roblox designing skins. Wow. And what is that? I guess this is a philosophical question, <laughs> but you know, what does it mean for the future of fashion when I can change not only my clothes, yeah. but I can change my skin, yeah. I can change you know, my body, I can change whether I have wings or scales or anything else that I want. You know, I think that the opportunities and the possibilities 
and really just philosophically what it means to think about this yeah. stuff, it's, it's almost hard to grapple with. Yeah, I think, I think it is. But I think for younger generations, like the way they show up in these spaces is equally as important to them mm -hmm. as it is how they show up in the physical world. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so yeah, I think from a fashion perspective, it's evolving. Gaming's already, you know, you're already creating culture in the gaming space. Like that, that is, you know, sure. that's something we cannot debate. But so that culture is impacting fashion. You already have, for example, Forever 21 doing a collection that is linked to what they were seeing people buy in Roblox. Wow. Right. So physical and virtual are starting to impact things. Um, and I think for a lot of the older generation and, and a lot of the people at this conference is changing the chip a little bit and understanding that for this younger generation, what happens in the virtual space, just because it happens in the virtual space, does not make it less real. It's not the real world in the, in the virtual world. Yeah. It's the physical world in the virtual world. They're equally important to them and equally real. There may be people here at CES yeah. or around the world watching this who are like, I got to get involved in this, but I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Um, how do you recommend to people to start navigating this world, even just as an individual? Where do they even start? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot written out there and a lot of hype, of course. Uh, but I think there's great resources. Um, you know, I, I will tell you, I do have a book coming out uh, called Into the Metaverse, the essential guide, uh, the essential business guide to the opportunities of Web3. Um, so that's a great resource. I mean, LinkedIn has LinkedIn learning courses. Um, there's a lot of, you know, there's even a, a free Coursera uh, course uh, that was created by Meta, yeah. um, but it's available out there. So I think reading, this space is moving really fast. But trying to understand what are the different players doing, yeah. um, you know, not trying to define the metaverse, like I said, but trying to understand mm -hmm. it, uh, trying to educate yourself, and trying to see what you're going to build in this new era. And should I spend more time playing Roblox with my kids? Like, should I get them 100%. to teach me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> One of the biggest things I've seen is when I have CEOs, and I like, I'll try, like, I'll be like, okay, this is what the metaverse is. It's not gaming necessarily, but yeah. gaming is the on ramp. And I actually, you know, have them play, a, you know, whether it's Fortnite or Roblox or whatever. And they eventually, like, they get it. Once yeah. they start playing in a safe space, right, they don't want to, like, embarrass themselves in front of their teenagers. Sure. Um, but if they start playing, they get it. They're like, oh, this is what's going on. And I, you know, I advise anyone, like, sit down with your kids, play with them. Also, sit down with them and build worlds in this space. And, you know, I always say in the metaverse, we're all world builders, and now is our time to build. Mm -hmm. You know, we can build anything. Um, I believe you also host a Metaverse podcast, is yeah. that right? We like to get people, plenty of, this is a, this is a branding advertising space <laughs> at CS. We like to give people opportunities to plug their stuff. Um, tell us the title of the podcast, and is there a question about the Metaverse you think I should be asking other people mm -hmm. when they come to see me at the C-Space studio? Yeah, so um, I do have a podcast. It's called Metaverse Marketing. It's part of the Adweek, Meta, uh, it's part of the Adweek pod podcast network. Uh, we were just recently nominated for a Signal Award, so we're very happy about that. And yeah, it's a highly produced podcast. It's more of an audio documentary okay. uh, about the future, about the metaverse. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we talk a lot about fashion and sports and fandom and all sorts of things. Um, but as far as what question you should ask, I think you should ask people, are they, you know, are they skeptical or are they excited? And I think that'll kind of give mm. you an idea of like where they stand because I feel yeah. like there's so much hype and, and just miscommunication about what it could be, right? It's not here yet and it's not just VR. Um, it's not just VR, but how big of a component will VR play in the coming years? I mean, we talk about gaming. That's something I can obviously just access from a laptop screen, a phone. I don't need any kind of super specialized equipment to do it. Um, but what role do you actually think VR is going to play? Do you think in five years, 10 years, that's going to be the dominant way that we access this stuff? Still no, you're, you're shaking no, your No, no, no. 
to me, the metaverse is enabled by many different technologies. Yeah. AR, VR, MIR, mobile phones, 5G, cloud computing, AI. Just throw any term out mm -hmm. there. That's an enabling technology for the metaverse. Yeah. Like, do, we, do I think we're going to be wearing VR headsets all day and get and, you know, Ready Player One style and right. be spending hours there? No, I think we're going to choose to do full immersion when it is the right moment. Um, I think it's going to be more about really interesting wearables. Like, we're still going to use our mobile phones. We might still use our computers, but eventually it might be glasses. My, you know, whatever yeah. Apple brings to market, we'll have to see. Kathy Hackle of Journey, Chief Metaverse Officer. Thank thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you, and I'll see you in the Metaverse. Well, I hope you enjoyed that live conversation from CES 2023. Look up the CES C-Space Studio for more conversations like that and get even more CES at ces.tech. That's ces.tech. And of course, please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a moment. I'm James Kotecki, Talking Tech on CES Tech Talk.